Welcome to the Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Sura, VP of Compliance with Navigate HCR. Each month, we will be navigating the seas of compliance trends and topics. So grab a life vest, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Beacon Podcast. Today is October 30th, 2020. Although my planned podcast topic today was about HIPAA, I read an interesting article which took me down a bit of a rabbit hole of data and statistics around ACA. This time of year, ACA reporting is front and center for us at Navigate for the annual reporting requirements of employers. Not a year goes by that I don't get asked whether ACA will go away. I'm sure I'll get asked that a lot more in the coming months with a presidential election looming, so I thought I would share some interesting info and stats. First, I'll say that the IRS has spent well over a billion dollars building, updating, and maintaining their technology to receive all of this data from employers. The one big change to ACA was really the change of the individual mandate penalty to zero. Well, this has prompted states to enact their own individual mandate, which in turn requires state-level reporting. The Kaiser Family Foundation reports that following Republican efforts to repeal the ACA in the summer of 2017, they put together tracking polls and found a slight uptick in overall favorability towards the law, and since then, a somewhat larger share has held a favorable, more than unfavorable, view. The most recent, conducted in October of 2020, found that over half of the public, 55%, now hold a favorable opinion of the ACA, while about 4 in 10, so about 39%, hold a negative opinion of the law. Across partisans, over 8 in 10 Democrats have a favorable view of the ACA compared to about 6 in 10 independents and a much smaller share of Republicans. In October of 2020, a majority of the public said they do not want to see the Supreme Court overturn the 2010 health care law completely. And 8 in 10 said they do not want to see the ACA's protections for people with pre-existing conditions overturned. So based on a ton of additional research that I have done and diving into several rabbit holes, the concept of pre-existing conditions is definitely of concern. So I pulled a figure, question being, most say it is important that ACA provisions remain in place. So the percentage who say it is very important to each of these particular parts that I'm going to read to you are kept in place. First one, prohibits health insurance companies from denying coverage for people with a pre-existing condition, 72%. Prohibits health insurance companies from denying coverage to pregnant women, 71%. Prohibiting health insurance companies from charging sick people more, 64%. And the list goes on and on. So there are definitely some pieces of the Affordable Care Act that the majority of the American people want to keep in place. Now, of course, with COVID still on the uh, forefront of a lot of people's minds, there's some new data from the annual census report that revealed that 90 per- 92% of people in the U.S. had health insurance coverage 
for all or part of 2019. So that leaves about 8% left. Well, that 8% represents 26.1 million people with no coverage throughout the year. And then according to CPS, which is Current Population Survey, 68% had private health insurance and 34% had public. So what this boils down to is about 56% had benefits through their employer. So the number of people without insurance increased from 28.6 million in 2018 to 29.6 million in 2019. So if 56% had coverage through their employer, the number of uninsured probably increased drastically due to all of the unemployment due to COVID-19. Now, the Congressional Budget Office says in 2019, about 12% of people under the age of 65 were not enrolled in a health insurance plan or government plan. So needless to say, there's a pretty large population of folks that did not have benefits in 2019. So that caused me then to review some of the unemployment statistics. So if I look back to October of 2019 to October of 2020, the lowest number of initial unemployment claims was in about the 200,000 range per week. Now, during the peak of COVID in the U.S., the highest week was the week of May 9th, where there was 2.7 million. Then if you look to October of 17th of 2020, that number was just under 800,000 initial claims. Now, to add more interest to the conversation, there are over 1,000 pending litigations around COVID-19. Many are around wrongful termination, discrimination situations. There's a variety of different things that with all of these statistics and information, a few things based on what I do for a living, which is the world of compliance. Here are my thoughts. So one, it seems as though the majority of people are in favor of keeping those pre-existing condition protections. Health insurance is absolutely critical during a health pandemic, and if you don't have a qualifying event or a special enrollment period reason, you can't just go out onto, you know, the marketplace or reach out to an insurance carrier or a broker to buy insurance outside of the traditional open enrollment period, and that goes for employer insurance as well as individual insurance. COBRA administration, FMLA administration, and offering coverage to all benefit-eligible employees are three big pieces of compliance that we need to be really on top of, especially with everything going on, all of the different litigation. There are some great websites that show all of the different types of litigation by what category um, in each state in the United States. And it's, it's kind of staggering what that looks like. So I hope this helped just give you a little bit of in-depth information about some of the statistics and data that's floating around the internet and certainly on reputable sites. What I wish I could find, and I still to this day cannot is how much the IRS has actually collected from employers with the penalties assessed from employee shared responsibility. Of course, that's just part of the penalties that are being assessed. Failing to file for ACA reporting, failure to furnish to individuals, 
There are so many pieces to the compliance puzzle these days, and certainly having a global health pandemic is not making anyone's job any easier. So if we can help in any way, let us know. And as always, happy navigating.